Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another little episode of God's Little Hummingbird. In this podcast series, we are reading the Bible from the beginning to the end, going chapter by chapter, and at times making connections, of course, between the different chapters and some some of the events and topics that we've talked about. But we're going to try to stay mostly going chapter by chapter and connecting those chapters to what we're reading and to other things we have read and using the original languages as our guide. Now, today we are in Genesis chapter 12. We would love you to join us. We do read from the New King James Version Bible, as it is one of the most accurate translations. It's not the most accurate. The New American Standard Bible is a really good translation. But again, they are all translations, and therefore I will be using the Hebrew Bible with us to help us understand some of these words better, because particularly in this chapter, they do translate some of the things in a way that loses some of the value and meaning. Now, we have been studying about the beginning of the creation of earth and people. In the last chapter, we read about Terah, who was the father of Abraham, and he was leaving Ur of the Chaldeans, which was in Babylon, And he got as far as Haran, which is up north in Turkey, which was Assyria, Assyrian ruled at some point. And he stopped there. He did not make it to the promised land. And so I pray today as we enter into the study a little bit more of this situation and talk about Abraham coming the full way out of those nations, I pray God opens our eyes to see new and insightful spiritual lessons and lessons that we can apply to our life. But I'm going to start with that premise, and we're going to show you again. So Terah started to make the migration from Babylon, which the word in Hebrew means confusion, and that's where Ur of Chaldea was. Chaldea was Babylon. It's in modern-day Iraq. He started to progress to Canaan, but it says he saw Haran and settled there. Now, Haran, actually in Hebrew, is the word Haran, and it means um, mountain, like Mountain. What does this see here? Here's my notes. It's it's um it's a mountaineer. Yeah, somebody who I was trying to say somebody who climbs a mountain, but it's a mountaineer. And so he saw a mountain, obviously there somewhere, and he chose to settle there. So he did not make it to the promised land. And I think that's where many of us in our journeys are in our coming out of this Babylonian system of worship and coming just to our full salvation and understanding of our Savior. Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, and coming to that faith in him. I think our fathers left some of Babylon, not all, and they and they started to serve God, so to speak, but they kind of settled for these modern Babylonian Christian systems. And they didn't actually start obeying the Bible in fullness. They just set up these religious systems that became social clubs that made them feel good and gave them a place to invest their energies into and put their money into, and they felt good about the community they built. But it isn't necessarily where God has them going. So it's a huge spiritual picture, I believe, of how we're supposed to not just settle where our fathers landed, meaning any of the forefathers who didn't fully make it to the promised land, and the promised land being that full understanding and comprehension of the saving grace of our Lord and Savior, and fully being embraced in truth and spirit. So let's start reading in chapter 12, and I think more of this will make sense. 
Now, remember, when you see capital L-O-R-D, when it's all capitals, or G-O-D, all capitals, that is the Hebrew word Yotevav He Yahweh, that's God's name in Hebrew. If you see capital L, little O-R-D, that's the Hebrew word for Adonai, or, or Lord, or Sovereign. And if you see capital G, little O, little D, that's the word Elohim, which is a plural Hebrew word meaning gods. It's Elohim. So those are some little footnotes. And, and if you've been following along from chapter one, you will remember those things. But for those of you just joining, it's a little refresher. Chapter 12, verse one. Now Yahweh had said to Avram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, does that sound like anything you've read or heard about in the, quote, New Testament? Where Yeshua Jesus himself says, you know, you must leave your mother and father, or basically and not turn your hand back to the plow, not turn your hand back when you've been called to his service. Meaning, leave your old ways. Leave the past in the behind and follow him fully. And he says verses that it doesn't, it's, it's not like he's telling you to hate your mother and father, but it says, unless you hate your mother and father, you're not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. Meaning, he has to come first. And that's what he's basically telling Abraham here. He's saying, you leave behind what you used to know, and let's go to this promised land. And I know that's how my experience was when I got born again. Because when you get born again, you no longer can take joy in or partake in the wicked things of the world. Because remember, this world is ruled by Satan. And when you don't understand and you're not born again and you're just born into this default kingdom, it's kind of like you're submerged in this murky water of filth. But you don't even know it's gross until you cross sides. And your eyes are open, your heart is open, and you go to that, quote, promised land, and you see those blessings and what God truly has and how his way is so much different and better. And then you can see what you've been stuck in, and quote, the family, the yucky spiritual family around you, how they are all dirty too, and how what they're doing isn't right. And then you crossing over, there will be some people who go with you because you make the crossover, just like Lot goes with Abraham here, we're going to see Avram, we're going to see that there will be people who notice the difference in your life and say, well, I want to go too. I want to go to that promised land. So let's continue reading. But remember that these stories are for us physically, and yes, it really happened, but it's also spiritually to teach us. Verse four, so Avram departed as Yahweh had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Avram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And I put a map, by the way, side note, on this picture of this episode so that you can go back and look and kind of see some of these destinations where Avram was traveling in Terah. Verse 5, Then Avram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Avram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the Terebith tree of Morech, and the Canaanites, Canaanites were there in the land. Then Yahweh appeared to Avram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an offer, altar to Yahweh who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitch, pitched his tent with Bethel on the west 
Okay, so and the word there actually actually is yom, and it's sea. So he's obviously going between the sea and I on the east. Okay, so that makes sense, right? Because you have the Mediterranean Sea there. And so for whatever reason, it says the word sea there, and they translated it as west. But it, 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 they knew that it was to the west of where he was. There he built an altar to Yahweh and called on the name of Yahweh. So Avram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land, and Avram went down to Egypt, or Mitzrayim, to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. Now remember, Egypt is one of the two Hebrew words that is always dual form. So the word Egypt in Hebrew is Mitzrayim. It's never singular. It's never just Mitz. <laughs> and um, it's always the dual in the Raim. So here, Avram is going down to Egypt. But Egypt always also symbolizes sin, our bondage. So there's a famine. And he's not getting what he th- wants in the wilderness. So we see him go to Egypt I don't necessarily know that this was the right thing to do. It doesn't say that Yahweh led him to Egypt, but it does say he went to Egypt. And it doesn't say he prayed about anything. So we don't know if this is right. And what happens there shows it may not have been. Verse 11. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of a beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was when Avram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. Now remember, Pharaoh was the, um, the leader of Egypt. He treated Avram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But Yahweh plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Avram's wife. And Pharaoh called Avram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. So what we see here is what many, many people do. He may have already gone incorrectly to Egypt. Then he makes another sin. And rather than praying for Yahweh's protection and trusting Yahweh, what does he do? He invents a lie. Well, those who love and practice a lie don't even enter the kingdom of heaven. Liars don't enter. We know all those verses from the New Testament. And obviously it's a sin he could repent of. And I'm sure he did. But it was wrong nonetheless. And he acted out of fear. And that's a good point to make to many of us. Many of us act in sin out of fear. We fear, you know, reproach from our family or our friends. We fear rejection from those same people. Or we fear what others will do to us so we don't stand up for truth. But remember, we must, must just trust in Yahweh and not fear. It's it's, it's easier said than done, but that is something to pray for and to work on. So we see that he lies. He tells Pharaoh that it's his sister. So basically Pharaoh thinks she's a woman free to marry. Pharaoh takes her and through whatever divine plan and, and whatever, however God did it, he chose to reveal to Pharaoh that Sarai was Avram's wife. Now, whether it be through, you know, he found out through a dream or Sarai told him or he overheard Avram talking. Who knows? It doesn't actually say right here. In another story, it does say. 
But in this particular story, it does not say. And he was very angry. And so here, Avram had gone down to Egypt for provision and protection and made up a lie so he could stay there. And what ends up happening is because of his fear and his disobedience, he ends up getting kicked out and losing that which he actually wanted and was trying to preserve because of his fear and disobedience. So it's a good lesson for us all. If we just do it God's way and do it the right way and trust him, he will make a way to provide for us. But I also wonder, too, if this wasn't Yahweh's way of kicking him out of Egypt because he wasn't supposed to be there. And Abraham and his fear had gone there, and so sometimes Yahweh will turn the events around to get us back to his path, no matter what it takes. I pray that you guys can come out of Ur with your fathers and then come all the way out of Haran as Avram did and then that we never go back to Egypt and there's so many instances in the Bible where say the people sinned and wanted to go back to Egypt especially in the wilderness story so let's not go back to Egypt or to sin and let's stay in that promised land and let him lead us in his truth and mercy and it's a process but in that process, let's try to stay faithful and strong. And Father God, I pray you imbue each and every one of us with a spirit of faithfulness, humility, and righteousness. And may we honor you in all we do. Okay, thank you guys for joining. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Please share it with your friends and family and follow our Facebook page, God's Little Hummingbird. So with that being said, you guys have a super blessed day and I will see you soon.